0: Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 5, Episode 12, Jenkins. But um, don't let me forget to introduce my co-host, Jen Runkle. Hello. Jen, what'd you think of Jenkins?
1: I mean, Jenkins is always a great episode.
0: Jenkins was an amazing episode. And Neil Patrick Harris actually directed this episode.
1: Yes, I just read that. directorial debut. I wonder I- if he ended up directing any other ones. I didn't actually see that tidbit.
0: Tidbit the dog? (laughs) He wasn't in this one. (laughs) That was bad. (laughs) But I'm keeping it. I thought it was funny. (laughs) I went down this rabbit hole of looking at other How I Met Your Mother podcasts. I didn't listen to any of the other ones, but... There's one called Hate Beautiful. That seems to be sort of the most popular one right now. It's two females.
1: Yeah, we've talked about that one
0: before. Right. So I noticed they have... We're 4.7 mm-hmm. on ratings. They're 4.8, but they have a lot more ratings than we do. <laughs> but I heard some interesting complaints about them. Like, one, too political. We've heard that one. <laughs> but there's a lot of I them mean, on theirs. The
1: showrunners are really, really liberal, so kind of goes part and parcel
0: <laughs> and well okay no wait what are you talking about um
1: well,
0: well I, know, I know the showrunners are very liberal yeah. but no the, i think the, the i'm just saying that hosts it... were would talk about a lot of politics
1: yes my point being if you like a show created by people who are extremely liberal you may also be liberal and that may come up in the discussion of the show i don't just i don't think it's completely out
0: of left field this show doesn't play as very liberal these days, though. So. Right.
1: It doesn't necessarily <laughs> hold up that well, but, you know, I just don't think they're completely removed from each other.
0: So they started a year or two ahead of us, and we're almost caught up with them. They've gotten to the point where really? they're only posting, like, one in, one a month. Hey, we were there for a while. <laughs> That's happened to us once when my mom passed. Right. And then, yeah, we... we had quite a gap recently because we took that vacation and then you had to travel for work. Right. But, and then also there were some complaints about their, their noise quality and then them eating on the show a couple times, which I can vouch for. I heard, I was listening to a podcast with, The host was Norm MacDonald, the guest was Mike Tyson, and he was eating. (laughs) It was just pure torture. I couldn't even listen to, like, ten minutes of it. I think I'm actually going to listen to some of those when we're done. I don't think I want to do it now.
1: Right. Yeah, I've always very curious Because I don't... Not that I... Yeah, I'm sure they're great. I just don't... Yeah, I don't want anything to influence the way I see things or
0: talk about things. And then the one that the show did itself were actually a little rated a little higher than they are, and they only got three reviews.
1: Hm. That's weird.
0: That doesn't have much to do with this episode. And I don't know if I want to cover How I Met Your Father. It was similar to the last one where there was a couple of laugh out loud moments, but
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was enjoyable enough. I don't know, yeah. Doesn't necessarily need a recap. Like we're it seems like we're enjoying it more the later in the season it gets, so
0: yeah, but it's not jumping high enough where I'm excited to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I'm I don't know. Saying, I don't
0: yeah. know if we're obligated in this <laughs> podcast to do so.
1: Mm, maybe not. Maybe once we finally finish it.
0: So I think maybe skip this last one that we saw earlier this week, and then see if there's one that that inspires us to mention it. Okay. Instead of just feeling obligated to do so. If you listeners disagree, then we'll reconsider.
1: Yeah, I mean our <laughs> recaps have been like five minutes, so I
0: don't
1: know if anybody's missing anything.
0: So this episode to me had three amazing plots that are very quotable, Mm -hmm. rewatchable, laugh out loud. You get the whole drinking game from Robin's show. You get the whole reacher, settler conversation. And you got all the Jenkins stuff. I got to say, Jenkins is probably the third best story in this episode. I feel like the other two overshadowed Jenkins herself. All right, so let's just go ahead and jump into the episode. The narrator starts us off. This is a
1: weird, I don't know. It just seems like they were looking for a way to open this episode. It doesn't really (laughs) make a ton of sense.
0: Yeah, agreed. I, I will say that I never want to be New Year's Eve in Times Square.
1: Yes, but it's, like, these are these big events that are, like, super touristy and, yeah, like, just...
0: And then a college yeah. bar, yeah. It's, yeah, it, just it doesn't, doesn't... It doesn't belong in this list. I would have mind being in Rockefeller Center around Christmas time, but I, I don't know. But my whole thing with Times Square on New Year's hmm. Eve, where do they pee? Yes, you bring this up every New Year's. <laughs> Not on the podcast.
1: No, 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 I'm just saying in life. <laughs> every time we watch the ball drop. <laughs>
0: You're really coming after me tonight. You're trying to make me feel like the Reacher, aren't you?
1: No, I was You think
0: You think you're the settler, and I'm the Reacher. I
1: mean, we'll have that conversation later, I'm sure. But no, I just brought it up as a thing that you have said before. It really piques your curiosity what people are doing.
0: That's the one reason I wouldn't want to go there.
1: Yeah, no, that looks like it. I I think the urination
0: situation is really bad there. Yeah,
1: that's just too many people squished in together. I wouldn't have liked that pre-COVID (laughs) alone
0: now. But then they try and slide, like you said, a college bar into this list.
1: Yeah, there's a better way to start it, but and
0: it's fine. Ted seems surprised when they walk in, like he didn't know where they were going.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I wonder if Marshall just said, like,
0: hey, meet me here, and you know, didn't give him any context for what it was outside of a bar. I do like how Ted thinks they're going to run into students and that they're going to want a free lecture. <laughs> yes, Very I like Very Ted-esque. It was funny. We find out that Marshall has to come here Periodically to make sure he's maintaining his record on the skee-ball game.
1: Yeah, so he must have been really consistent. He's been the
0: champ since law school, and he's been out of law school for a few years now. Ted points out that actually someone named Big Fudge has taken it over from him, and we find out Marshall's Big Fudge. <laughs> he's both Vanilla Thunder and Big Fudge.
1: Yeah, kind of opposites.
0: I do like, and you're Big Fudge, the biggest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of Big Fudge references in here that are... Fairly funny.
0: I find it strange that he invited Jenkins, now knowing who Jenkins is.
1: Right. Because, yeah, it wasn't like a whole bunch of other work people were coming to. Yeah, good point. I mean, we do like this episode. (laughs) I feel like we're very nitpicky this first few minutes, but we do like it.
0: Apparently Jenkins, we get a little background, is the hilarious new lawyer at Marshall's office. And before we know who's playing Jenkins we see Marshall coming into the apartment to tell a whole bunch of Jenkins' stories or, the, or McLaren's. He's, he's constantly recapping things mm-hmm. that Jenkins did at work. And for now, Jenkins is played by the guy who was food guy. <laughs> yeah, when Marshall from, was
1: worried he was going to get fired.
0: Yeah, from earlier this season. We get him eating a whole jar of cherries.
1: Maraschino cherries, which I guess would be harder to eat than just a bunch of regular cherries.
0: I don't with, like cherries, so... At I least they don't know. have pits.
1: I guess those are, like, the super sweet ones, maybe?
0: Yeah, and they're sort of in a gelatin, or a... Mm. Um, not a gelatin, but... Like a thick syrup, maybe? Yeah, that's it, a syrup. They're in a thick syrup in a in a bottle. They're usually used for drinks and not for snacking.
1: <laughs> so Jenkins <laughs> is... Essentially trying to drink the jar of
0: cherries. Yeah, We get the sense that through these stories and through this actor that Jenkins is sort of like this John Belushi type.
1: Right, just always looking for a laugh, being really silly.
0: Yeah, rowdy. And I like how the voice that Marshall uses when he's speaking on behalf of Jenkins really denotes the look of Jenkins that we're seeing in the <laughs> <Right>. flashbacks. <laughs> like, it could be that guy speaking.
1: Right. So Jenkins houses the <laughs> the jar of cherries...
0: Grinds behind a.
1: The CFO who's like bending over signing some papers.
0: And then apparently does a strip tease in a bar and throws his shirt off or. It
1: was so gross.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The only thing I don't like about these recaps is Marshall's like laughing along with them. He's acting kind of. Try to explain, I don't enjoy the way he's retelling these things, especially when he's talking about the striptease and then saying it was so gross. Because now that we know, later on we know it's Amanda Peet, that doesn't make any sense for him to say it was so gross.
1: I wonder if at that point he was leaning into, like, Lily thinks this is a guy.
0: He shouldn't be retelling this story knowing who Jenkins is and what she looks like. Fair. If he's trying to then just say it was so gross because it was a fat guy, right? Okay. That's, Fair point. Th- that's the one thing I don't like about this. That's why I think the Jenkins part itself is probably the third best story, even though it's still good. And we'll get to why it's good.
1: Right. And so, yeah, everybody mm. <laughs> is enjoying these stories. So we get, like, a coll- a collective Jenkins every time, like, Marshall tells <laughs> a funny story.
0: Yeah. And then Barney enters the college bar and says, here's another story. I'm going to sleep with Jenkins.
1: He says it more crudely than that, but yes, that's the
0: gist. <laughs> Right. He's going to bang Jenkins. And and Ted is very confused. <laughs> yeah. I like Ted's reaction to this. He's just, he's not coming straight out saying you're going to bang a guy, but it's just to, uh, you want to, you d- he can't get words out. He's so confused. <laughs> I like that I interaction. I feel like he
1: like, puts two fingers out. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't like understand pe- how it could work. Like
0: two penises touching one another.
1: Uh, that was the impression I got. I don't know. So yeah, I guess good thing this isn't Barney's coming out story.
0: Marshall confesses to, oh yeah, oh. no, no, and then Jenkins enters. It's it's Amanda Peet as we had discussed mm-hmm. last week, and Marshall says, yeah, this is Jenkins. Ted points out what well, everyone's going to is that oh, I thought Jenkins was a guy, and then Marshall tells the backstory of that.
1: <laughs> right, and so Marshall wants to know like. You know, what What made you think that? <laughs> like, Ted's explanation of, I don't know, maybe the whole Jenkins peed out the window of a cab story? Yeah. What? That is a good line. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Much more impressive now.
0: I think maybe it was a good line, but there's so many better lines in this that I didn't put it up there in a top 20.
1: You don't appreciate how hard it is for girls to aim, I guess. You're so right. This is quite the feat for Jenkins.
0: No, I get it.
1: <laughs> Do you? <laughs>
0: We get the background on Jenkins a little more. We get we get Blauman.
1: Yeah. yeah, very quick two lines for Terran Killer. We do
0: see him later in the episode if you noticed.
1: Yeah, he is in the background, but yeah, still only two lines.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder. It almost seems like he was hang around set. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Cuz he's married to Colby Smol- Smulders. Smolders. Right. And they're like, "Hey, do you want to come in for a couple scenes?" Exactly. It sort of felt that way and he had a very strange introduction of her. He's he, he's introducing her to Marshall. He calls Marshall's four eyes. And then tells <laughs> Jenkins that Marshall steals.
1: just leaves. And then
0: it doesn't make any sense. I kind of liked it. Right. I liked it better than the peeing out the window thing even. And but it just, it doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> right. So Marshall's just kind of left. Um, I don't steal and I don't wear glasses.
0: Clearly. And then they bond on them both being from Minnesota, them both liking the Vikings. She's from Pelican Rapids. What kind of name is that for a city? Pelican Rapids. I Especially know, for Minnesota, it
1: didn't even ping on my there's radar. There's no
0: Rapids in Minnesota.
1: I mean, cities are just named. And I don't stuff. think
0: there's pelicans either. I <laughs> think <laughs> pelicans are in warmer climates. I, I did know. look it up. It is a city in Minnesota. Oh, it's a real city. Yeah, but it's it's population's like 2,200 people.
1: I wonder if pelicans come in the summer and then just leave. Does Minnesota have a lot of lakes?
0: They do. I, I can't imagine a pelican. Well, no. I think pelicans might. Be on the East Coast, up North-ish. It's
1: not an ornithology um, podcast, so we're not experts.
0: Ooh, ornithology. <laughs> maybe, maybe I am the reacher.
1: Million dollar word.
0: Apparently, Marshall's grandfather haunts a barn in Pelican Rapids.
1: Right, so this is all a flashback. We get back to current times with Ted and Marshall at the bar. And Ted goes on a weird tangent about, you know, if you have a thing for someone that's not your wife, I'm going to kick your
0: ass. He already knows what Marshall did to Doug the bartender. He can't think think that he can take Marshall on. Marshall reminds him that he can't handle the fudge, but says Jenkins is more like a big brother.
1: It goes into the story of basically how Lily came to the assumption that Jenkins was a guy. Um, I guess he tells Lily the first story, and she just says, I can't wait to meet him. Marshall doesn't correct her. Isn't sure why he doesn't correct her. And then moving forward, just avoided pronouns when talking about Jenkins, which reinforced everyone's belief that Jenkins was a guy.
0: Yeah, Marshall's afraid how jealous she'll get, and we get a replay of all the stories with Amanda Pete, instead of Jenkins, and instead of being farcical in each scene, it's really sexy. Yeah, and there's
1: like, you know, sexy music playing, and like, was there a little bit of slow motion also going on?
0: I think maybe when she she was doing the... The strip Grind. Oh, no, the, the grind, grind behind them. No, I think the maraschino cherries might have been.
1: Okay. So yeah, it's, it's framed very differently where it's like, okay, yes, this would be a much <laughs> sexier story that maybe his wife wouldn't enjoy.
0: Marshall says that Lily can't find out. Robin enters at this time and wants to know what Lily can't find out. And Ted says that Marshall's going to buy her a horse. <laughs> Robin's <laughs> pretty psyched. I love Robin. <laughs> I love those things. <laughs>
1: what a weird
0: response. <laughs>
1: Robin notices some guy across the bar staring at her and thinks that she's getting recognized, finally.
0: Ted points out that, condescendingly, that that's his student, Scotty, and then tries to make a claim that he's more famous than Robin is, or more recognizable. Robin disagrees, but Ted argues that his 30 students are add up to more than her entire listening audience, and that Scotty's just trying to buy the old prof a drink. I like how he... Abbreviates professor. <laughs> does he? It seems like he only has one class. Is he a professor of one class in the entire university? That doesn't make much sense. I don't think they pay people unless you're a yeah. part-time professor.
1: That's true. That would yeah, probably be getting like adjunct rates, which I was just talking to one of my friends who does that, and it's like a few thousand dollars a semester. It's like definitely not worth
0: it. I think what depends on the school you're at.
1: Yeah, probably. Eh, yeah, maybe Columbia would pay better, but I have I have heard that from multiple people, that yeah, just being adjunct is not anything that's really going to pay the bills. Exactly. So yeah, that's a good question. We only ever see him in this one class. You know, maybe he has several sections of it, and
0: who knows. It's easier if they just make it one class. Yeah. And I like how we find out that the whole class tends to go out together. <laughs> right. This never happened in college.
1: No. No, no, no. Definitely
0: not. Not even in a small 30-person class.
1: No. Most of my classes were smaller than that. We never went anywhere together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Scotty comes up, and it's it actually is Robin that he recognizes. He watches her show all the time. I get a sense that the actor that's playing Scotty, I didn't look up his name or see anything else he's done, but he seems to really be trying to channel Chris Farley here.
1: Yeah, I got that same sense.
0: Like his, his, his physical actions were very Farley-esque.
1: Yeah, and his... Holy crap, Robin Stravowski is friends with my econ professor. Like, that that line read seemed very, like, Farley's imitation. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe it's an homage.
0: He wants to know what she's doing now with Ted. He corrects him. It's Professor Mosby. <laughs> They're friends. Yeah, and then we get to the econ professor line. <laughs>
1: right, and Ted just yells at him. It's architecture.
0: And then he, you know, shoos Scotty away, and then Scotty recognizes Big Fudge.
1: <laughs> and Ted gets even madder. Go! <laughs>
0: That was a great, great sequence. We're at GMB, and Marshall's at work there. Lily's calling him from the elevator. She's on her way up, which freaks Marshall out because he's there with Jenkins. Fills Jenkins in on the problem. Jenkins understands right away and says that she was in an improv group in, in uh, Pelican, Pelican Rapids and just to go along with her and then proceeds to pretend she is from the French Embassy has a significant cheese incident. This isn't funny, but it's just so bad <laughs> that I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, I wonder what the logic is of a bank having to deal with a small yet significant cheese incident.
0: I don't want to spend time on that. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: yeah, Marshall immediately caves and just you know, says this is Jenkins.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of loud reveals. She's Jenkins! You get another one from Ted later.
1: Right, and so Jenkins removes herself and Lily just brushes it off. Like, oh. I thought that was a guy. Anywho,
0: Marshall asks, "So you're not jealous at all?" And she says, "When it comes to Marshall, she doesn't have to worry about him with another woman."
1: Right? Because we're so hopelessly in love, right? She's
0: like, yeah. Anywho, lunch? Yeah,
1: yeah sure. <laughs> like, just brushes him off now, completely.
0: Yeah, this is not canon. We've seen Lily jealous before. You know, there was she was jealous at the time that Karen lingered on his junk. <laughs> right. She was jealous when he was dating other people when they temporarily broke up and she went kind of nuts about it.
1: Well, that's different because I think she wanted to get him back and she was worried she couldn't.
0: Well, if she was settling for him, then she would have been the one trying so hard to get him back when he wasn't Mm. even working at it.
1: Intriguing point.
0: And there's another one I was thinking of. It's not coming to me right now.
1: Well, I wonder if Lily's just in a mood (laughs) at this point in the season because wasn't it last week that she was like really obsessed with the bartender and, you know, kind of shooing off all of Marshall's, like, loving declarations of, you know, how he couldn't look at her. Well, that's
0: interesting, yeah. We did just go through a round of him saying that he couldn't look at another woman.
1: Yeah, and her, like, really brushing that off.
0: And so maybe she's sort of feeling herself in this relationship right now of, she can look at other guys and be interested in them, and she can look at other women and be interested in them, Mm -hmm. but Marshall can't do either.
1: Right, or more
0: like Marshall just doesn't want to. Because he is the reacher. right. So Marshall reports back to Ted and Robin that she wasn't jealous at all. And Ted and Robin start to hint around that, well, that's because in every relationship there's a Reacher and a Settler, and the Settler doesn't get jealous. Marshall's confused because he thinks...
1: Well, Marshall immediately comes to Lily's defense about, (laughs) you know, yeah, she's short, and she might not have the hips to birth an Erickson child, but then
0: thinking that they're... Saying Lily is the Reacher. Right. But then he sees the look on both Ted and Robin's faces <laughs> and then comes to and goes, oh, you guys think I'm the Reacher. And <laughs> Robin says, you know, that's why Lily's not jealous. Where's the Reacher going to go? You're <laughs> getting as good as you're going to get. Barshall argues that neither one of them the reach is the reacher. Robin says, Dude, you are so the reacher. You're getting her a horse.
1: And then looks all <laughs> proud of herself. It's so funny. Any questions
0: are <laughs> saying, take the hit. Take the hit.
1: <laughs> but just a little look of oh smugness on Robin's face after the
0: I am dying during this scene.
1: Marshall genuinely not remember that they just had this conversation right. the day before. <laughs> but it's so funny.
0: <laughs> they don't correct her. Right. All right, we're back at Columbia University. Ted's lecturing, and randomly, Robin pops in,
1: and she does that. Like it, it gave me like royalty vibes. Of, like, you know, when somebody's out in the crowd and everyone's, like, kind of looking adoringly at them. Like, the way they kind of smile back out. Like, I was getting real, like, Kate Middleton vibes off of her. Hmm. <laughs> of like, she knows everyone is going to be, like, excited to see her.
0: She feigns that she brought a pen that he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I like this sequence by Ted. This is your pen. And you chewed on the end of this recently. <laughs> it's, a wet. All right. <laughs>
1: So she's like, no, not a problem. Your class is on my way to work. No, it's not. <laughs> and she, you know, names her show. And we get, I think it's, is it Betty? who?
0: I don't know. remember her name, but yeah, she was definitely the one with uh, Maggie. Mm-hmm. With the the window, the open window. Right. So she says, you know, she watches the show all the time. Robin asks
1: if anybody else watches it. Like, the everybody's hands raise. And Ted shoes her out.
0: Tonight <laughs> she's going to be covering a piece on snail poison. <laughs> and the worst... Pizza places, and I like how she's kind of closing out that uh, she'll give you the answer to what those worst places are on after traffic on the ones, threes, five, and nines.
1: Yeah, and she does her newscaster voice. Yeah. <laughs> she's like peeking her head in, his Ted's trying to like close the door on her.
0: Ted's <laughs> <laughs> baffled. Right. I like the line. You know, it's it's like watching a well lit aquarium, but not as interesting. And now that I think about it, not as well lit. <laughs> right. I just talking about the quality of the production of her show. <laughs> So they, they fill right. him in. It's a drinking game every time she says, but um, they drink. So Ted informs Barney about this. We get sort of a lame Barney joke about a drinking game off her belly button. I'm not going to even go into that right. one. It's not, I, I feel like Neil Patrick Harris didn't give himself much to do this episode because he was directing. Right.
1: Well, I mean, he didn't write the episode.
0: But. Yeah, but directors decide what's going to be said and not said at the end of the day. And then they cut it. They edit it. Okay. So they're sort of in control of the whole thing. So Barney and Ted decide to spend the evening at Ted's, watching the show and playing the drinking cane. Mm-hmm. It's it. It always starts off sort of the same way of sort of an enthusiastic. There's the first one, mm-hmm. and then we sort of do a quick cut of the show of how many times she's saying "but um." we get a sort of a hysterical, drunk Ted and Barney like. Not being able to speak. They're laughing so hard and so drunk.
1: Right, like falling off the couch, just laughing okay, hysterically. Got his tie
0: around, tied around his head. <laughs> yeah.
1: So clearly this game worked for them. They're both wasted.
0: We cut to the scene at the Erickson condo. And this is a great scene. <laughs> right. Let's read this. Okay. I mean, this is repeating the thing that we see a lot of. I've read an article But they sort of make up an article that they read. But I love how she calls him out on it. Oh, let me see. Right. He wasn't expecting that, but we'll get into it. Hmm. Interesting article in the paper. says that in every relationship, there's a reacher and a settler.
1: Really? Let me see
0: it. It's not in this newspaper. It's the one I read a while back. This newspaper reminded me of the other newspaper. Anywho. (laughs) We get a lot of anywhos. (laughs) What do you think about that?
1: I guess sometimes that's the case. Not in ours. What? No, of course not.
0: Right. Well... Say gun to your head, okay? We, we don't have to keep going through this, but I just love the interaction of, let me see it. Nope. Um, not this right. newspaper. I, yeah, this newspaper reminded me of the other newspaper. <laughs> He's so bad at bringing this up. <laughs> he could have just said, we were at the bar talking about Reachers and Settlers. Right. Okay.
1: And so Marshall just starts going into all sorts of different scenarios, trying to get Lily to give an opinion on if one of them is a Reacher or a Settler.
0: Why don't we go ahead and and do these last two lines, though, because I know you love the very last one. (laughs) Yes. Our two kids, our eight grandkids, our 11 great-grandkids are all on a plane piloted by Oprah, and it's about to crash into an art museum with all of your favorite paintings, and the only way, the only way to save everything is just to answer the question, are you the reacher or the settler?
1: And Oprah's tried everything?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why do you pick Oprah for this? Because is she a huge Oprah fan?
1: I guess that's the implication. I don't think it's ever discussed ever again. But yeah, <laughs> I love that line so much. <laughs> like, it's so silly.
0: Yeah, you and I go, we, you and I repeat that quite a bit.
1: <laughs> I know we do, and I like, cannot think of any context for why
0: we do like what we're talking about right, when we, it comes up. We're reaching every time we try to it <laughs> into something. I love how he's just trying to get her to say she's the settler. So he can yell. How could you say that? Right. Now, I don't know. Lily's usually pretty good about keeping things cool. And I don't know why she just said, I'm the Reacher. You're the second.
1: Right. I was having that same thought of like, okay, clearly this is what he's looking for. Let me just give him the answer.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't think she'd be that competitive in this. And clearly she thinks this is the case. Yeah. And I think, again, you're right. This kind of goes back to last week. Marshall's back at McLaren with Barney and Ted and says that you know, she thinks she's a settler. So they decide that maybe, well, he decides, I, I think I need to make her jealous.
1: Wait, so do we need to talk about who's the reacher and who's the settler here?
0: We'll have it figured out by the end. <laughs> okay. Barney suggests he sleep with Jenkins, but let him sleep with Jenkins first, and now he's going to go do it. And runs out.
1: I feel like we've gotten many versions of this joke. Then we get this with Maggie yeah. and
0: probably at least one or two others. Right. And, uh, you know, the question comes up, did he sleep with her? But we'll get there. Right. So Ted points out to Marshall that she was really getting some lady wood when she was watching him play skee-ball the <laughs> other day. Right. And then we get a flashback of how he's sinking all the 50s on skee-ball. Mm-hmm. And to very strange music. This swish sock. <laughs> Bonk, ping.
1: It it seemed fitting, though. I don't know what this song is, but it worked for the scene.
0: Other than Marshall's. Whatever, just another night for Big Fudge. (laughs) So she was into him, and so Marshall launches into this sort of Elizabethan.
1: Yeah, we get some music playing in the background. Yeah, it's like a Lear
0: playing in the background (laughs) of him reciting this as though he's reciting Shakespeare. (laughs) A plan take taketh shape. If Lady Lily's jealousy, young Marshall, cannot budge, then perchance, fair gentles, Big Fudge can make her... J- he tries it again and just gets cut <laughs> off. I got a buddy.
1: <laughs> so Robin, Marshall leaves. Robin comes in telling Ted she has a great idea. Um, if he wants to just print out one of his lectures, she can read it on her show. They're and- really,
0: Yeah, they're really hostile to each other in this episode. <laughs> This sort of reminds me of when they're fighting over whether Lily should have a baby or not. (laughs)
1: Right. And again, we get very smug Robin here. Your students might actually pay attention and learn
0: something. Yeah. And he points out that last night there was three minutes of dead air while she sewed a button back on her sweater. (laughs) And this sort of reminds me of the scene where Robin's pontificating on how well she's playing the fishing video game at the Little Minnesota bar. Mm-hmm. And Marshall yells out, she's, she's from Canada. Canada. <laughs> or, she's Canadian. Right. Here, Ted cannot help but yell out, you're a drinking game. <laughs> you're right. There's a lot of yelling in this episode. She doesn't buy it. <laughs> but, like, then I guess it's not a very good drinking game. Which I means last night when Barney and I played it, I didn't get super wasted and throw up all over myself. Wait, I did both of those things, so face. <laughs> I I remember people used to say that in the 90s.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know what this was. I feel like you had to explain it to me, because this is not a thing I
0: remember. Yeah, this was sort of 90s slang. Okay. (laughs) Early 90s. We're back at GMB. Jenkins comes in to the conference with Marshall. He's suggesting that she joins them again back at the college bar.
1: Oh, you forgot. So Jenkins comes in looking... Little raggedy, like, yeah. Like her hair's a mess. Like she's just not looking. Charles Marshall,
0: buddy. So we don't get a sense that she's into him right now when she throws buddy out there.
1: Right, but I I forgot where this storyline led. Like I remembered that she kissed him, but I did not remember the context of why. And so I was like, "What's what's going on here?"
0: So as he's inviting her, she just launches in and kisses him, and
1: then <laughs> and he screams and runs away.
0: <laughs> I've seen this face on him that he's made before where it's sort of like this upside down panicked face. <laughs> he's screaming several times. He screams at somebody when he gets out of the room. It's so good the way he freaks out. so up. funny. <laughs> when he gets home, he tries to confess to Lily, but she's, she thinks he's just trying to make her jealous because of the whole Reacher search
1: and he's so pathetic. He, he, when, she, when he walks in, Lily goes, hey, baby. Baby, that's a name I don't deserve.
0: Yeah, I can't tell if he's being authentic or if he's,
1: no, I think he's trying genuinely. to use
0: this to make her jealous. I don't think he's using it to make her jealous. No, I think I, he's he real, feels hey, bad. Yeah. He thinks that uh, she must have caught some big fudge fever. And Lily says, you know, I see what this is. This is the whole Reacher Settler thing. And he says, come again for big fudge. Right, which becomes sort of an on, ongoing line. Throughout the next few seasons of this show.
1: It's fun. I like it.
0: Uh, yeah, me too. And I, I think at some point Lily becomes a little fudge.
1: <laughs> so Lily just thinks he's trying to make her jealous. Like, she's not buying it.
0: And then she plays into it saying, oh, I'm so jealous. I'm just going to go over there and punch her right in the nose. Give her a knuckle sandwich. So we've already heard this line from Marshall to her when she was... I don't know if she was trying to make him jealous. I can't remember which episode it was. I think it's when she was at the bar... With Robin when he was going down to Philadelphia to try and meet up with... Oh, when she like took her ring off to see right. if he would hit on her. And she, he was suggesting she do that. And she's like, oh, I won't you be jealous? And he said, oh, yes, I'm going to be so right. jealous. And come up there and give a guy a knuckle sandwich.
1: <laughs> oh, good callback. I did not And then
0: that, that one, he does come in and see her hugging a guy and then attacks him. Right. Well, doesn't attack him, but he threatens him. And then backs off pretty quickly. <laughs> Or is happy to know that the guy's gay and not hitting on Lily. But I when we when we had that episode I said, Oh, it's gonna come up where she's gonna reverse this and do this to him. Yeah, good callback.
1: And there's more yelling. She asks if he wants soup and he's yelling at her about, you know, it happened and then yells about what kind of soup he wants.
0: Kinda of funny. We cut to Ted's class and he's lecturing on Gregorio Franchetti Gazebo.
1: Is this is a real person. No,
0: <laughs> this is made up. I like how there's a gazebo behind them. This is supposed to be who the gazebo is named after, right? No, this I thought is... about looking this up to see if this was real. I assumed it wasn't. <laughs> but he's sort of using that same Italian accent that he says when he's ordering <laughs> <bocetta> <laughs> Right with fresh, fresh mozzarella. mozzarella. Scotty invites him out to go drinking. Ted drops a, what can I say, butums up. And then begs to still come along. No one no one appreciates his dad humor there.
1: I thought it was pretty good. I
0: thought it was pretty good too. But um so how do they not like that? Right. No humor. Kids these days. Or ten years ago. <laughs>
1: Fifteen years ago.
0: Fifteen years ago. Come on. We cut to them at the bar watching Robin give an interview to an author.
1: So she's you know, just going about her regular business and then butums and then realizes what she's done.
0: Tries to back it out and then it says, decides to lean into it. <laughs> right. It was right then that Robin got an idea that would end the drinking game forever. And then she just, just butt all over the place and says, no, no, don't. It's a trap.
1: And the guy is just like, I'm going to go. <laughs> you
0: can give you 10 bucks. <laughs> and Robin then, does it some
1: more. Yeah. Turns to the screen and yeah, basically lets them know
0: like, haha, ha, I'm sabotaging your game. And then Scotty, in a line delivery I enjoy, but I'm not sure what he's going for here. It's like he's a cult follower. <laughs> he says, we have to drink, Professor. It's the rules. She said, but um...
1: God, help us all. And then we get,
0: and then we get the depressing music from the movie Platoon. <laughs> okay. Adagio for Strings is the name of the, the piece. I did not know that. Yeah, and it's sort of the music they play... The morning after a huge nighttime firefight where there's bodies everywhere and it's supposed to be sort of depressing. Mm, Okay. We cut to GMB. Jenkins approaches Marshall and apologizes to him for the kiss. Uh, And then also apologizes to him for having sex with him in the mailroom. He said that wasn't him. So I'm thinking it's either Barney or Blauman.
1: Yeah, it's... Because
0: Barney's trying really hard to sleep with her, but Blauman was with her the evening before.
1: Right. Going
0: into the morning.
1: And I like her. That's two awkward conversations I have to have, but how's she going to have it if she doesn't know who this other person is, if she thought it was Marshall?
0: so they, she. It turns out she was drunk.
1: <laughs> drunk at 8 a.m.,
0: um... And she doesn't know how that happens, but then we get a flashback to her at a bar. I'm not sure where she is here.
1: I'm very confused about the timing on all of this, because isn't Robin show on at like... Is it 3 a.m., 4 a.m.?
0: I think, yeah, 3 or 4, and then why she's is, still at the bar. Yeah, why
1: is the bar still open? And she's playing the
0: drinking game.
1: And she doesn't and Bla- have to... And
0: Blauma's sitting behind her.
1: Right, but she doesn't have to go to work at 4 in the morning or even 5 in the morning.
0: Yeah, apparently she... Stayed up all night and then just went to work from the bar. Right. Is where, where they're going with this. I mean,
1: are bars in New York City open 24
0: hours? Some of them are, I think. Or, oh, really? Yeah, or at least to like four or five.
1: Okay. All right, that makes more sense to me, though. It's
0: funny that when she's at the bar, you can hear Robin on the TV mm-hmm. talking about snail pellets.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And then she says, i got to get to work, and then she passes out. So that, that further begs the question of, you know, how'd you get from there to a mailroom room? Right. And it's got, again, it's got to be Blauman or, or Barney, I would think.
1: Well, I mean, she kissed him when she first got in that day, so maybe she's just still drunk later on, and it happened after she kissed Marshall. Uh, but this was a fun little tidbit. Like I guess like I, I didn't remember this part, so having it all connect together.
0: Yeah, was, I don't think really I fun. did either. I, I didn't remember her playing the drinking game.
1: Yeah, it's like a nice merging of the storylines.
0: Very Seinfeld-esque.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess in all three storylines.
0: So Jenkins says that she doesn't want to screw up their friendship. She really likes him. He's the nicest guy there, and she's she'll. Marshall says he's told Lily, and she therefore wants to apologize directly to Lily. Which Marshall objects to at first, but then he says, "Wait a second. and he realizes that this is going to make Lily jealous, mm-hmm. and back up what he's already told je- uh, Lily, which she didn't believe him. Right. So he says, "Yes, no, you should tell her. You don't even have to say I'm sorry. Just tell her." So we cut to McLaren's, and Jenkins is there apologizing to Lily. And I like Marshall's face here; he's very content,
1: right? And nobody seems to be noticing Lily's slow removal of things that would get in the way in a fight,
0: (laughs) right? She's—I don't think I noticed it until she threw the punch. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I say the scarves coming off. Once she's taking her earrings earrings off. off, that's a different story.
1: Yeah nobody seems to pick up on this, and then she just yeah, Ted punches Jenkins in the face. And then jumps on her. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, she is jealous.
0: Barney's there to capture her on the phone. And then we go directly from that to Ted's class, where everyone's... Extremely hungover. They're playing the <laughs> platoon music again.
1: Why do they go to class?
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's question. very strange. It's all set up there so Robin can come in. <laughs> right. They should probably be at the university coffee shop or something. Right. All sort of looking hang dog and miserable mm-hmm. and have her come in there. That would have played better.
1: <laughs> right. So she enters. Ted you know, just asks her to go away. <laughs> she brings, what is this, a bullhorn with a siren?
0: It's a megaphone. <laughs> I guess it's also called a bullhorn.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think that's the same thing. Yeah. Do they usually have sirens attached to
0: them? Not usually. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, so she's just being very mean, playing the siren and then you know, yelling through <laughs> the bullhorn.
0: Yeah, there's not much more to say about this scene. She just...
1: Um, I do like the last line. She leaves and then comes back, screaming through the megaphone. But um. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a good button on the scene.
1: Yes. Quite an enjoyable episode.
0: Where do you think I ranked it?
1: Oh, let's
0: see here.
1: Thirty-seven. Six. Whoa. Okay.
0: Number six.
1: Dang. Way off.
0: And that leaves only one slot left in the top ten.
1: Wow, a top ten episode.
0: The only slot left is number two. Do you have any guesses? I don't. All right.
1: You have to really think through. What's coming up ahead?
0: Well, we're not taking time for that.
1: Well, no, I didn't mean right this second.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite joke?
1: I think it's Robin's. Dude, you are so the reacher. You're getting her a horse. Oh, by far. Like I, <laughs> we, so Steve watched it yesterday. I watched it today, and then he rewatched, and we were both just like cracking up. I cracked at that. up yesterday,
0: and I <laughs> and I laughed just as hard when I saw it again today. It does not get tiring for me. <laughs> do you have a least favorite?
1: I do. I think it was Barney's talking about the drinking game he would play with Robin and him saying she didn't like it anyway, said it woke her up.
0: Yeah, that was weak. And that, for me, also, either tied or a close second, would be Marshall saying that it was gross when she took her shirt off Hmm. at the bar. It just doesn't make any sense. Okay. Well, next week we have the perfect week. Okay. Which is a uh, kind of a rough follow-up. From this episode, it's very Barney-heavy.
1: Right, and it's a lot of Barney not being his best self.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think... Oh, there's one good part of it. I think
1: it it gets tied up in the end with, you know, a little, like, heartfelt sort of, you know, real emotion moment for Barney. So, I think it sort of redeems itself in the end.
0: All right, Jen... Why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can write to us. We don't have any emails this week. People are probably punishing us for making them wait for three weeks, so hopefully this will get <laughs> us back on track. And well,
1: didn't you just post? Get people
0: more communicative. Right. And you just post
1: the most recent episode?
0: On Monday, yeah. So.
1: Oh, it was on Monday. Oh, yeah, and we're recording on Wednesday, so <laughs> people might not know we're fully back. Um, but yeah, you can email us at runklerecaps at com.
0: Well, Jen and I took some time to talk about it, and we decided we're both the Reachers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that seems fair. Okay. Wait, is the Reacher the one that gets to be jealous? Because I'm super jealous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get really jealous too.
1: <laughs> so, there So, we're both Reachers. <laughs> All right. All right, bye everybody. <laughs>
0: so long. Bye.